Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Welcome to The Sonic Collective in our review of January 2021's pick, Shotgun Willie by Willie Nelson. This is the second in our series of country music picks. I picked this one because I've always been intrigued by Willie Nelson, more the man, the legacy. This is his 1973 release, and it was a real shift for him. He had moved from RCA to Atlantic Records. He had a fallout with RCA, and Atlantic Records really embraced him and let him kind of combine outlaw country with a little bit of his hippie elements strangely enough his long hair and beard on the album i guess was a really big deal so this is scott coates in bangkok thailand i'm joined by scott gregory in calgary alan dupuy in calgary and darren scott in calgary so let's get right into it and find out what you guys thought of it how about alan why don't you lead us off sure all right so yeah as scott mentioned this is our uh, our second pick in this whole country music theme um country is not really my bag and I've, I've said that before. I'll say it again before this whole adventure is over. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, my, my knowledge of country is so bad that I think last month when you said we were doing Willie Nelson, I conflated him with Kenny Rogers in my head. I'm like, isn't he dead? I thought he was dead. So I was genuinely surprised that Shotgun Willie's still alive and kicking. Anyway, in stark contrast to what I had uh, kind of said about Dolly Parton's very masterful singing uh, on the album we picked last month, uh, which kind of stood out to me as being very impressive in an era with no auto-tune. I found, by contrast, Willie Nelson's voice eh, <laughs> just wasn't nearly as impressive to me, right? Um, and uh, the vocal track as well, I found it really fluctuated in some on some parts of certain songs, uh particularly noticed it on the song whiskey river like just that volume would go up and down and stuff so i found it interesting i think like to see two country albums that came out within a couple years of each other uh and they just sonically they sound so completely different um this one shotgun willie just doesn't seem to have the same kind of polish that uh dolly parton's jolene album did and i mean i'm not knocking on it it's just an observation, right? It's not It's not good or bad. It's just an observation here. It seems a little more raw. Um, I think the instrumentals on the album were actually really strong. Probably stronger than the vocals, to be honest. Uh, you know, Willie Nelson, I, I don't think he's the best singer out there. But I will give him plenty of credit for his songwriting abilities. I mean, lyrically, a lot of these songs had just very interesting storytelling elements to them, which I, uh, I super appreciated. But... I like the sound of it. I like the sound of the guitars, especially on the album. I mean, it's just got this unmistakable country and Western sort of twang. And fortunately for me and my personal taste, slide guitars were kept to a uh, tasteful minimum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought the accompanying instrumentals on the album were were really nice. It all, it all came together great. And I, f I really appreciated the fiddle, actually, when, I, when some of the songs had fiddles playing on it. Um, to me, that was just kind of, I really enjoyed that part. And I sort of found myself wishing there was a banjo. I won't lie. I like banjos. <laughs> um, I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but I looked at the the personnel listing for the album because 
I mean, this is a very instrumentally deep record, right? And I was like, there must be a lot of, like, his backup band must be humongous. And, I mean, there were a ton of names associated with this album. Uh, just, you know, other musicians that were credited. Waylon Jennings, of all people, like, played acoustic guitar and offered backing vocals, for example. There were a bunch of names. So, yeah, just a, a very dense sound musically. Um, the slower songs didn't really do much for me as is, you know, my usual, my usual MO here at the Sonic Collective. I'm not a slow song guy, but in this case, I just found the simple, uh, I, I found the song structures to be a lot more simple on the slower ones, more repetitive. And I just, I'll never understand how people found that music enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, everything's subjective or whatever, right? But uh, I don't know. If you like sad songs and waltzes, this album has something for you. And yes, that's also the name of a track on this song. But I feel like any of those slow songs could have fallen into that category. There were a couple songs I really liked. Shotgun Willie, the titular track there, really good. It's kind of fun, high energy. I like the sound of that. And uh, I also really liked... Stay All Night, Stay A Little Longer. And incidentally, I think both of those tracks were singles that this album had spawned. Perhaps I'm not alone in appreciating those songs as standouts more than anything else, but I've been talking too much, so I'm going to throw it over to Shotgun Scotty. Yeah, I, I definitely, the one thing that you said that I really vibed on is when you were talking about the instruments, right? And it's got that standard country set with the slide guitar really coming through. I call it the country bump bump bass, or it's bump. Bum, bum, right? And, and the fiddles. And you could do an entire history of the session players of country music and how they've come in to, to studios and, and just the famous people and stuff like that, that, that pop out of that. So I'd be really interested. I'm going to have to go back and look at the track, the list as well and see who came in for session players there too. Cause I, I didn't. That sounds very interesting. Um, I usually try to listen to the album a number of times before I crack open Wikipedia or start going through the history of the um, uh, of the album and its production and that. And, and so the tracks, I get an impression of them initially. Shotgun Willie as an opener, I, I really felt it was a little bland and, and it wasn't very memorable for me because I'm not a big fan of the autobiographical kind of tracks. You know, maybe it's because I'm conditioned now not to like people talking about themselves in the third person. <laughs> and that just felt like a, a whole song dedicated to that. But then you get into Whiskey River and I really enjoyed that it had backing vocals on it. And it made me think that, you know... Um, his voice on his own, kind of what you were saying there, Alan. It's not that spellbinding to me, you know, but but he's got a nice voice. And, and when it's combined with other instruments as well, too, I, I definitely like it more. I think it needs to be broken up uh, a bit more than just with actual musical instruments for me to really enjoy it. Um, sad song and waltzes, you know, there's no fourth wall in that. It's just he's really talking to his own experience here. He's not trying to tell a story like the Dolly Parton ones did, where it wasn't necessarily her. You know, she was just telling general experiences. This one, you can definitely feel that this is Willie and Willie's life that he's going through. Uh, I really like Stay All Night, Stay a Little Longer. You know, it's a honky-tonk swing. It was a cover, but I, I think it really worked for him. And, you know, I have a little bit of a bluegrass banjo kind of side of me, too. And that started moving in that direction. I'm like, all right, Willie, you know, let's do this. And um, 
As far as slow songs, I can appreciate them. Like, She's Not For You was probably the best slow song on the album. I didn't like Slow Down Old World, but I did like She's Not For You. I could appreciate it. It was a really depressing theme to the song, but I think... You know, we've all gone through that where you're like, okay, when you're done, you know, with those other guys, I'm I'm still here for you. I still love you. And I'm guys, get your self-respect in order. Listen to the song. Don't let that happen to you, but it probably will, and it, that's okay. Uh Bubbles in My Beer was another cover. Uh and yeah, for a guy that doesn't swing your two-step, I just really like those upbeat songs there. And I, I mentioned the part about not reading the wikis at first because after I did, about halfway through, I went and read and saw, uh, as you were saying, the break with RCA, the chance he had to have full artistic freedom on this album and really be himself and just that big transition that he went through in between those years when he started finding his own new voice hanging out with those hippie crowds his words not mine and all that stuff and you know really growing his hair long i went back and listened because this is like 14 albums in for him and i yeah yeah it's like a crazy number right and so i went and listened to like make way for willie nelson which was the one right before this and and a bunch of other stuff and oh my god it's so corporate it's corporate country as far as it was considered in like the 60s and 70s right and you could see this was the start of the outlaw era for him where he actually started and that's what i didn't realize right that there ever was a willie before this version of him and then i really started appreciating the album more because i was like wow this is an artist blooming already a full career's worth of time in into things and so listening again after that made me feel different about a lot of the tracks and that it's like it's okay for him to be singing about himself because this was his first chance to ever do that and to really spread his wings on this so i really like this album you know, and it increased over the month as I learned more about it and him through the album. What about you, Darren? Yeah, yeah, Scott, good uh, insight there for sure. Um, yeah, quickly on that kind of transition from the label, and he was being, RCA was known as really a Nashville label, and it was very kind of now, we, we laugh about it, but we have a lot of pop country. And I saw a Facebook meme just recently, and it was just like, just because you sing in a Southern accent doesn't mean it's not a pop song uh, instead of a country song. It's just so per over the top produced in a lot of ways now. So back then, country was kind of going through this, I guess, uh, revolution underneath with uh, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, uh, Waylon Jennings, and even Tanya Tucker and the likes, where they were just kind of playing, I guess, more edgy. And now it's hard to hear this album and hear that edge because from our 2021 perspective, it just isn't that edgy. But at the time it was, it was very, you know, safe, religious-based, really produced tight country you had to play with the studio players they would play their own way there was very little creative flexibility back that time uh, atlantic records they actually created this division and willie was their first act uh and they just kind of gave him free reign and they had this producer uh uh arif uh, martin uh that was a really good producer and worked with him and kind of gave him his you know, free will. And he says, he refers, he was clearing his throat with this album to really start expressing himself. Now, 
Personally, I'm kind of with Alan in a lot of the, the things he shared. I find it pretty slow, still a little twangy, but I do like his edge. I don't mind the rough vocals. I, you know, I was a fan of Dylan, and I don't mind people that maybe don't fit the norm or the Neil Youngs, and uh, but really just put themselves out there. Um, I do think some of his songs are brilliant and fun. Uh, in general, this album was a, a little slow for me. I agree with you there, Alan. Um, does anybody, do you know the story of Shotgun Willie? Okay, so, uh, all right. Yeah, so he apparently heard from, he has two daughters, and one daughter came and said, hey, the other daughter is in trouble. Her husband is hitting her. And he's just like, fuck that. Drove over and threatened the guy, like punched him out and said, if you ever fucking touch my daughter again, I'll shoot you. This guy follows him back to his home or something, or there was even a shot fired there. And then later on, back at Willie Nelson's home, he knew that this uh, husband of his daughter was going to show up. So he hid in his truck, apparently. And there's, there's, you know, I think not, the facts aren't exactly nailed down. The story's been told a few times, but the, the rough thing is, if you look it up, there's a few different versions, but yeah, that he waited and then the guy, and he ended up shooting his tire out and then the cops showed up and he kind of got this shotgun Willie. So he basically got into a gunfight with his, uh, you know, uh, son-in-law. Yeah. So that's kind of where a shotgun Willie came from. He was 39 when he did this. He had actually retired in 1972, moved to Austin and then just started playing at this club called the Armadillo World Headquarters, the AWH in Austin and just kind of started doing his own sound and kind of, you know, ended up, ended up signing. But anyway, yeah. Interesting that he kind of came back. So 39, right? So, I mean, yeah, I appreciate what he did in the album. I wouldn't say it drew me in like the Dolly Parton one uh, quite the same, but but it was it was really good. It was really good um, in a in a lot of ways, and I can respect that that sound at that time was kind of breaking. I, I was reading some articles that were like, "Oh, all the kids loved it," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like now, all you can do is picture your parents grooving out to this thing. But you know, that's about it. Um, there were quite a few covers on it. Um, that was pretty common back then. But uh, uh, and again, he did have some good guest musicians on there. Um, I think it was Waylon Jennings played on one track uh, on there. I can't remember which one right off. But uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I have a few more facts. But Scott, what did you think? This was your pick. Yeah, thanks, guys. I love your impressions of this album. I'm also not a country guy. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. I mean, Shotgun Willie seemed a bit autobiographical. And now that you mentioned that, okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Whiskey River, I, I just thought was nice and fun. And I believe that's a cover song. I, I like that it's a nice mix between his songs and other people's. Darren, you mentioned that was kind of the, the style at the time. But I mean, he is a prolific songwriter. So I like that he records other people's songs, but it's obviously not a crutch because he can't write songs, right? He must hear other people's songs and just think like, I like this song, so I'm going to do it. So that's pretty cool. I like how there's a bit of a country and R&B feel, like especially on Shotgun Willie, and you, you hear some horns in there and whatnot, which is, is I think was quite unique to country at the time. I actually listen to the lyrics a lot more in this than I usually do. So my life ain't mine anymore. Like, slow down, old world, he says in it. So, I mean, I kind of now I feel that, these days, I'm 47. You mentioned he's only 39. God, 39 looks different than he looks old on that album cover. But if he's saying slow down old world, that's kind of neat. He felt that way and stay all night. I mean, I like that. To me, it was mid-album. It kind of pumps you up again. And this album struck me again as what an album is supposed to be. Like the songs 
are put in this order deliberately, I think. You know, they're kind of bit energy at the beginning, a couple slow ones, stay all night, comes in, gets you going again. I mean, Scott, you mentioned it. She's not for you. God, what a heartbreaker. <laughs> like, my heart kind of cracked, right? And even bubbles in my beer. I'm like, how fun. And then at the end, I know my life's been a failure. Like, oh, just again, kind of. And then you you listen to You Look Like the Devil. He's talking about how disheveled she is and having worked all night. So, like, he's just fallen in love with a prostitute from the day before. Um I do like how it's just kind of a fun and no-nonsense album. I mean, there's some pretty deep themes, Heartbreak, now Shotgun Willie has more value, Falling in Love with a Prostitute. Um, so I like it. I think, though, that knowing the history of the album, I like, Scott, you said you don't really read much about them until you listen to them, but I think perhaps knowing the history of the album put it in a context that made it mean more to me, which in some ways is kind of neat. You know, I don't think a lot of the albums coming out these days have that much story or meaning behind them and again i like it as a as an album i will say i think i'm very biased on it because i really like willie nelson as a character and as a cultural figure so i've probably admired him for you know 30 years although i haven't listened to his albums but in the last five years i found myself listening to every new willie nelson album that comes out a couple times and i just like how the guy is who he is i mean he smokes pot he likes a, a nice easy fun life and he doesn't pretend to be anything else. And I did watch some documentary a few years ago about that move to Austin. And I think nowadays, it, it, it's we don't understand that there was a time not that long ago where he apparently was the first guy to bring together hard rockers, hippies, and country people. And when all those people actually showed up at, I think, what became Willie Nelson's summer picnic or something, that was the first time. And people were super worried that there was going to be massive brawls. Because like rockers and country people and hippies did not mix, but they all came together and I guess just smoked weed and had fun. So I think I'm a bit biased by the man and who he is, but yeah, I enjoyed the album. I think it comes together well and it's 37 minutes long. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of dug it. So let's get into the reviews. So Alan, what did you think? Um, as you probably may have guessed, overall, this album really didn't do much for me aside from the couple of tracks I had named previously that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I will say this, I appreciate the album uh, retroactively now that I know a little bit more about the backstory. So maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. But I mean, from all the times I listened to it throughout the month, you know, it didn't really make me all that keen to dive any deeper in it. Well, Shotgun Willie's discography. Uh, so for my overall opinion, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. Same with what I recommend. It's probably gonna be a two out of five as well. I think uh, if you're looking to explore the history of country music as a whole, uh, from albums of this era, Dolly Parton's Jolene might be the the stronger one of the two, uh, and it definitely did not influence my tastes at all. So I'm giving that a one out of five. Sorry, Willie, <laughs> not taken away from your illustrious career, but uh, nothing from this album really hit home for me. Good. Okay. How about Scott Gregory? What did you, What are your ratings? Yeah. So as far as influence, I'm, I'm going to bump it up a little bit uh, as a three, uh, just because there's a knock-on effect. I'm a really giant Chris Christopherson fan, a contemporary the, in the outlaw kind of group there. And I do like Johnny Cash. And you can see the influence that Willie had into those areas. So one step removed gets you a, a three on the, the influence side here. Uh, would I listen to it again? I'll give that, you know, and would I recommend other people listening to it? 
I'll give that a three. I mean, I really appreciate the album because it's the first time that he's really coming forward with an authentic voice, I feel, in like a 20-some-odd-year career. But uh, I honestly feel that listening forward a couple albums, there's some better choices even in this starting off, you know, springboard portion of his outlaw side of him as well, too. Uh, so overall, I'm going to bump it up a little bit to a 3.5 over those. Uh, I do like the album. I don't know if it's more because of the story of and the growth that he experienced, you know, and, and that this is the evidence of behind it. But that counts for me when you're talking about an album and the story that it's telling when it's a personal one. So yeah, 3.5. Good stuff. Okay, Darren. Yeah. Um, into a few, how about a few more tidbits right before this course, just real quick for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of sure. all, he got in trouble a little bit later in life and owed $32 million to the IRS and was basically going to be thrown in jail. And he had to, he put out an album called The IRS Tapes who will buy the memory uh, to just basically pay them back and plus had to sell almost everything he had. And he actually had to hide his guitar. So and another thing we didn't mention, which we should have, Willie Nelson has a guitar. He called it Trigger. There was an original one that got really trashed, but then right away he got it uh, replaced and it's a Martin gu- guitar. And he still plays it and he strummed it so hard. There's a big hole right under kind of on the down where he strums down. And the, and the guitar is etched and signed barely together. And people just are amazed that he's a virtuoso of his, you know, uh, trigger Martin guitar. Um and then last of all, funny story was there's also a story of him and he, his house was on fire and he's freaking out. So he ran back into the house to save because he has a pound of weed in there. It wasn't his kids. They weren't there, but he went back in to get a pound of weed and he claims just because he didn't want to get in trouble with the cops. But really, I think it was because he just like, I'm not losing a pound of weed. Like that's craziness. But anyway, hey, um, you know, interesting album. Uh, not exactly my style. I appreciate him. I do have some Willie Nelson records that I've just acquired uh, over time. I have the greatest hits. Not bad. Uh, this one, though, um, not an influence to me out of this real genre, although I like the outlaw. Uh, but I give that a two. Uh, what I recommend, I think, you know, for what it is and the transition from that Nashville sound to this new sound, I think as a country, if you're interested in country at all, I think you have to. I'm going to go with 3.5 there. And I'm going to come in overall just at a 3.5. So not my favorite, still a bit twangy and slow at times, but I sure appreciate Willie and I appreciate that he's been an advocate for uh, cannabis uh, legalization. The first legal strain I ever tried was his in Seattle. I tried uh, his AK-47 and it was delicious first time. So uh, thanks for that, Willie, and all your work for cannabis. Uh, I love you. So uh, take care. Scott, what about you? Yeah, I'll throw in a couple little tidbits. Apparently, he started smoking weed because he quit smoking and he realized he had to smoke something. So somebody he knew had weed. So he just rolled up like a pack's worth of joints and put them in a cigarette pack and put it in his pocket and just started smoking weed. Like cigarettes. And yeah, and something to Alan's thing about the singing. You know, I get it. One thing I hated about Bob Dylan is just that he can't sing worse shit. And I think Willie Nelson is like halfway there. So like, yeah, he's not the strongest singer, but... I don't mind it. So, you know, strangely influenced, I'm going to give it a 3.5 because I'm going to listen to more Willie Nelson. I'm actually quite curious now to listen to the albums he did with like him and Wailing Jennings or the out, or what was it called? The Outlaws, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, Wailing Jennings, the Highwaymen. Yeah, Highwaymen. Yeah, so I'm going to start listening to more of those. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. I'm going to give it a 4 for recommend if anybody wanted to kind of, again, I think know the story of country music or the evolution. 
it's a big one. And I'll give it a three overall. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll really go back to it, but a three overall. So yeah, it's interesting album. Thanks guys for giving it a real, I think, wide thinking. And we got a, a good variety of opinions and views on this. This is the second of our four in the series of country album pick. Alan, uh, you'll be coming up with the pick for February, which will be online at the Sonic Collective uh, pretty much the same time you're listening to this. So thanks for joining us. Get ready to check out what February's pick is and happy listening. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.